This episode of Weed and Grub is brought to you by La Vida Verde. La Vida Verde is a health and wellness what edible. What are you saying? Wettable. Health and wellness edible brand. Wettables. A wettable. You heard it here first. I love that. La Vida Verde is a wettable. <laughs> That's brilliant. They're aimed at conscious consumers made with organically sourced ingredients. Every La Vida Verde product has a low glycemic index, so they're awesome for people who are diabetic. I care so much about what I put in my body, and I only want to put good things in it. Yeah, be nice to your body. Be nice to your body. Be nice to yourself. La Vida Verde, Wettables, be nice to your body. <laughs> They're good. Yeah. They're really great. Their super cookies are the most delicious coconut cashew bites. They've got flavors like lemon pie, raspberry. What do you have? Uh, I love the salted caramel. Mm-hmm. Perfect about a half hour before Lord of the Rings, because you know how I've been going through all three movies Uh uh-huh yeah you know what i'm saying like i'm like frodo Frodo. (laughs) (laughs) it's it's awesome it's the perfect compliment to seeing those movies for the first time the chocolate brownie makes my mouth do a freaking happy dance that's what's up yeah Mm. it's the perfect thing to watch a movie chill out you can also for sleeping yeah Try their tinctures. The botanical infused tinctures are aromatic, uplifting, super relaxing. I love the restore tincture, which is infused with chamomile. Camp. I, I you always you finally said it right. I said it right. I've you always, always said, said chamomile. Yeah. I think that's a Canadian thing. Chamomile is chamomile. a Canadian thing. How do when you order tea, what do you say? Uh, cam. I'd like a cup of chamomile tea. Chamomile. Chamomile. I don't want to make fun of you for it because it seems cheap. I just have never heard it pronounced that way until I met you. What else is in here? Lavender and grapefruite. (laughs) (laughs) Chamomile, lavender, and grapefruit. It's delicious. And they're even coming out with a Levita Verde tincture for pets. In July. Mm -hmm. You hear that, Bobo? Yeah. Oh, yo, your cat screams. He's a screamer. He's, He's a fucking deaf screamer. Yeah. I'm so sorry to cuss, but I can't, I know that this is going to help him. I know La Vida Verde is going to help the boy chill. And it's going to help Archie the dog chill out too with all the fireworks happening That's in what's LA. Up. So yeah, follow La Vida Verde on Instagram at LaVitaVerde420 and go to LaVitaVerde.com to check out all of their amazing products. All their wettables. All their wettables. La Vida Verde, the best medicine starts with the food you eat. Hello and welcome to Weed and Grub. first clap wasn't good enough i don't know how to clap well yeah i know i just watched you try to clap and it was like do you know when i applaud for something when uh-huh. i'm like watching let's say stand up or a concert or anything yeah i i count my claps and i rate it out of 11 <laughs> oh my god it's true so if you see me clap like i clap the number of times that i appreciate the thing that i'm clapping for so and it's usually out of an 11 point system. And so if you see me at a concert and uh-huh. they play their hit song yeah. and I think it's really good, mm-hmm. I will count nine to 11 claps. But if I'm just a part of something where you're supposed to clap because that's what everyone else is doing, I give it like a sharp three and then wait. What the fuck, dude? I've done that for a long time. That is so specific. Because I don't want to give my claps unless my claps are deserved. I mean, I hear you on that, and I, um, I get where you're coming from, 
but I, I just don't. I've never heard anything like, like it. Like a birthday, a one. Like when somebody blows out their oh, candles, I'm rude. like, rude. How rude and dismissive. If you clap one time for me, I'll be like, you can leave now. Thank you. I'm there. I don't want you there, though, if you're a one clapper. I I don't want one clap people in my life. Rarely do I give a one. <laughs> rarely. Or but, I guess I don't want a one clapper around me. If you think one clap of me, then why are you here? It's not what I think of you. It's what I think of the activity that's happening. My birthday? It <laughs> <laughs> has nothing to do with you. My birthday has nothing to do with me? Oh, really? What does it have to do with you? Uh, definitely not. Also why it's only a one. Yeah. See, I'm just, no. I no, don't. You don't. Like, I'm not, like when we protest, when you're supposed to keep a beat and you're supposed to be like, pro. when we were protesting and clapping as a huge, massive movement going yeah. down the street, I will lean into that and stay on beat all fucking day. Okay. But when it comes to entertainment or group settings where clapping is. Approval. Approval. Mm-hmm. 11, 11 point system. Rarely do I give anything a bit higher than like a three to six man i'm gonna get you to some fucking thing that's gonna like blow your mind and you're gonna clap until you pass out i've got to make this happen i'd love to break that 11 point i've never done a 12 you've never clapped more than 11 times consecutively for a piece of entertainment ever in your life i can't think of the piece of entertainment that was so life-changing that i lost all capability you, to stop clapping when i counted because i you count ever them. seen like eminem in concert Oh, I would love to see Eminem in concert. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see him. Yeah. Because you don't really clap for that, though. That's more screaming. Also, I don't do that. You don't scream. Uh, not really. <sighs> I, Man, I want you to, like, clap and scream and let go and feel free and, and not count and not worry. It's so crazy because I, while everyone's like, ah, whoa, I'm, I'm, I'm in my head and I'm going, that was about a six and then I do six claps and okay. then I see how I feel and more times than not I'm like yeah sometimes I'll add one more because uh-huh. I estimated wrong and it feels like a seven clap okay. but I'm pretty spot on with my feeling towards the thing and the amount of claps I'm giving it you're spot on about your feelings I know my like feelings. No, no one's rating your feelings. <laughs> they no clap like, my claps. <laughs> yeah, someone's like, well, I think Mike's feelings about that were worth about five claps. <laughs> That's my rating system for his experience of that experience. Did you just invent Twitter? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think Person to person Twitter? Yes. I didn't Some like... Subtweeting your fucking experience. Yeah. Totally. And you get more claps on your thoughts about my claps than yeah. I got claps for the thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because you subtweeted me. You yeah. subclapped me. <laughs> I, <laughs> on the subject of claps, I'm really into this subject. Uh, I think you said something recently where someone clapped and you were like, oh, I don't like the way they put their hands together. Oh, yeah. Because you had some, like, you had a feeling about the way that they were like, instead of like palm to palm, fingertip to fingertip, maybe they were like, their hands were at angles or yes. something. Yeah, their hands were... Like kind of like you would use a cup sound to make a fart, like a that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, like how do you do the fart? <laughs> right. Yeah, they were clapping palm to palm, but their fingertips weren't touching, and it was an absolute nightmare to look at. That's so funny because my dad had huge hands. He actually his nickname was Tiger Gibson because he had these like big paws. Oh, cool. And uh, he was a boxer. You did. You said oh, cool. Like that wasn't cool. No, I think that's neat. Do you? Tiger Gibson? It was pretty neat. Sign me the fuck up for that nickname. He had, And he had these big hands, and he clapped like that. Stop. It was awesome. Why is that cool? That's not cool. It was fucking cool. great. It was loud and awesome. Mm. You're against it. 
A clap is palm to palm, fingertip to fingertip. Hmm. Everything else is not, is like, why are you going rogue? Why are you so weird about clapping? Because it's, it's not natural. It's not natural to clap in the first place, you mean? Or it's not natural to clap in a way that you don't agree with? I feel like <laughs> clapping is, is, like, we can do without it. Okay. It feels like a do bandwagon. It. it feels like bandwagon bullshit to me. What do you want in order to signify approval? Like, you know, in the deaf community, people wave their hands, right? Oh, I didn't know that. That's the signifying approval so that deaf performers can see a deaf audience, maybe, or, or a hearing audience. But so performers can actually see appreciation. They put their hands in the air and they do this. That's fucking cool. It's beautiful. And it's silent yeah which is wonderful it doesn't upset your oral senses right so well like so like laughter is an uncontrollable moment escaping from your body that mm-hmm. feels pure because it's coming from an unexpected place mm-hmm. clapping feels false and like i don't know what to do with the energy that you filled me up with with your act and so now i don't know what to do so i'm just gonna shoot it right back at you but it's an, it's unnatural it feels like it feels like a requirement mm. more than it feels like a a reaction a reaction a okay, yeah so you feel like clapping is a lie clapping La- is a lie laughter is true and clapping is a lie that's what's up thank okay. you yeah what up mary right. jane how's it going mike <laughs> <laughs> thank you for you how much do i owe you for this therapy session <laughs> jesus christ we always get there i know we do um for real yeah it, I, Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy, cannabis, cooking, culture, calling shit out. And clapping. And clapping. (laughs) Funny how that always works. And it's, it's, have you ever clapped without knowing that your hands were doing it because you were so swept up in something? All the time. Would it be weird if I put you on the spot to ask what it was? Like, can you know, or do you just know that you've done it? I regularly gasp and clasp my hands together like a fucking, (gasps) oh my God, like I do that. Like that's my natural physical reaction is an inhale of breath and to like put my hands together when something astonishes me or something, you know, moves me. And so, um, I don't know, the act of applauding for something doesn't feel unnatural to me, but I also really appreciate that like you question its authenticity. And I've definitely had that experience of certainly as an actor being in an audience watching a show that I really hated and everyone claps for it. I'm like, why are you clapping? That was bull. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, and I think sometimes that's come from professional jealousy or whatever. And sometimes that's that's truly like I don't understand why everyone around me is applauding something that I think was not worthy of that applause. So I totally appreciate your questioning its authenticity. Um, It's why I don't like musicals, really. Because people (laughs) clap too much? So much. (laughs) So like every song oh, is a so standing funny. ovation. And right. It's like, really? Every song? Yeah. Come on. Do you want people to snap like they do in the beatnik community? No, I just want it to be earned. Sure. Well, That's everything all. should be earned. Yeah, if all art was fucking phenomenal and everything that was put out into the world was the best it could possibly be, you wouldn't be mad about it. I also wouldn't know what the best was anymore because if it's all the best, I don't have any gauge for what is good. What a good point. So, yeah, I, yeah that's all. I'm just more now more than ever in, in these, these times. times. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're heated about things. You want things to be good and you feel like you shouldn't be required to approve of things that are not good by making a sound with your hands. Yes. Heard. That's thank you. That's really it. Yeah, that's really it. Okay. I, 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 you know, authenticity loyalty, mm-hmm. honesty, these are the things that are 
incredibly important to me and always have been. And I look around at people clapping and I'm like, none of you mean it. Do you none know, of you mean it. Do you know how stoners applaud? How? With their eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's a good bit. I think it, the first time I ever heard that was from Danny Danko, actually. We were at a Cannabis Cup and we were watching some comedian perform for a VIP tent of very happy people who were truly enjoying the set. Mm-hmm. Totally silent. And you could see the comedian thinking that they were drowning when, in fact, everyone was having the most marvelous time. And Danny was like, yeah, they applaud with their eyelids, man. Like, you can't expect them to use their hands. They're, like, super stoned. Yeah, and if I start using my hand, I'm going to start wondering Why? about my fingerprints. Right, totally. yeah, yeah. So I just love that, too. Like, just, just being, I mean, especially, like, the way weed puts you totally perfectly in the present makes you the most authentic. Yeah. You don't want to clap. Yeah, right. It's true. It feels like you're moving out of that moment of like purity into something that's required of you. Yeah, it's authoritarianism. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is great. <laughs> wow, um, you feel me on that? Well, speaking I of, I mean, that's kind of a perfect segue into our marijuana moment this week. Oh, the authenticity. Yes, and the um, like, what is required of you versus what you should be doing and why you're doing it. I love that. So. Yeah, excuse me. Our Grublet Gazette this week is about us. We yeah. had a um, article, a feature published in Cannabis and Tech Today magazine, and we created a weed company name generator. Yeah, it's like a Mad Lib for all of these weed companies that are popping up because they all basically have the same format and the same messaging. It just depends on a couple of words here and a couple of words there that are changed to fit into their branding. And yeah. so we Well, I think it started with actually I as far as I can remember it started with us questioning the messaging of the brand that had the vape pens in the Oscar gift bags because it was clearly like this brand that was like you know, girls in bikinis holding assault rifles and oh, then their right. whole and thing their, was about their vape wellness. Pens, yeah, their vape <laughs> pens were shaped like bullets. And then their fucking about page was like, we're all about wellness and spirituality. And and it's like, bitch, medicine. You're like, no, you're not. You're not. Don't (laughs) lie. Just don't lie. Like you're, it's fine to be about whatever it is that you're about. Embrace that aspect of it. And someone's going to want to fucking buy it. But don't try and couch it in some weird lie that you're like, hear about like the benefits of the plant. Exactly. So that's where we started with that, right? And we were, um, Chuck Warner, shout out Chuck, reached out to us when we had met him at a dinner here in LA and we like all headed off. I was so glad to sit at the end of the table with him and get to know him a bit. What a cool motherfucker. So fucking cool. And he has a magazine called Cannabis and Tech Today and he asked us to contribute to their like kind of humor page. I mean, I think it's It's like- It's the last page. Yeah, it's an opinion section where, you know, I think a bunch of people weigh in about all sorts of stuff but we were asked to contribute so we made a weed brand name generator where you can actually uh, use the template on the page to fill out a statement that's about your company and we came up with a whole list of like yeah mad lib style words let's do one right now it's pretty fucking fun okay can i do a mad lib from it and you read my Cannabis Brands mission statement. I fucking love that. Okay, this is going to be great. Can you read it? Because it's a screenshot, so it's a little grainy. Oh, um, yeah, I can read it. Okay, good. Yeah, totally. Okay, I'm I'm here. Okay, so I first is a weedy word and a fancy word. Mm -hmm. So I want my weedy word to be honest, and I want my fancy word to be unicorn. Okay. And then another weedy word, exotic. Mm Mm-hmm. And then a do word, expand. Okay. 
a thing word. Luxury. Okay. I'm just going to keep going down, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That relaxes. Mm-hmm. Loose ankles. Okay. Dank. Okay. Lubricate. Yep. Uh, self-care. Okay. Terp rich. Okay. Rare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is amazing. Mind tickling. Okay. Sticky, icky, icky. Yep. Yummy. Yep. Have I said top shelf yet? No. Top shelf. Okay. Pope. Pope. Um, explore. Okay. Explore. explore. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. Explode? Um, explode. Okay, gotcha. Hand it over. Okay, this is Mike Glazer's uh, brand template for his brand new cannabis company. Honest Unicorn was founded to bring something exotic to the cannabis community, to expand luxury that relaxes loose ankles. Everything here begins with dank cannabis. Great attention is given to details in lubrication, cutting-edge self-care, and terp richness. We create products that are not only rare, but also mind-tickling, sticky, icky, icky, and yummy. For those who strive for a brand that is top shelf, who expect the best from their cannabis pope, (laughs) Honest Unicorn is here for you to explode your life. Fucking put it on a website. (laughs) Put it on a website. We had so much fun doing it. I hope everyone goes and checks it out. It's available. Um, You can just look it up online. We'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, let's put a link in the show notes. And send us your Mad Libs for your cannabis brand. Please. Please use this brand template. Come up with your own thing. Add to the weedy words, fancy words, do words, and thing words. And uh, yeah, let's make it a thing. I would. It is a thing. Let's it make it a bigger a one. It's so fun. Oh, man. That, that felt awesome. great. Yay. Yeah. So thanks, Chuck. Thanks, Chuck Warner and Cannabis and Tech Today for the opportunity to have a great time because weed is very serious much of the time. And we love it because we have fun with it, too. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Can we talk about frozen burritos now? Can we talk about how you fucking ganked my sandwich bread for a second? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to put you on blast for that. Okay. okay real quick. Uh, we were making sandwiches for lunch before we sat down and record. There was the heel of the last loaf of bread available. Two heels. Two heels available. And then I was like, oh, well, we can each have a heel and then we'll crack open a fresh loaf of bread and one of us will will each get one slice of like regular fresh bread. And Mike says... I like the heels a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, I'll just take both heels. Double heel. Yeah, I'll be a double heel. Uh And you have the inside bread. Which is great because I don't really like the heel at all. And I much prefer the inside bread. So I was like, great for me. Mm -hmm. We fried up the eggs. I'm like melting the cheese onto my fried egg. Mike's like assembling his sandwich. And I turn around to slide my fried egg onto my bread. You gave me both heels. (laughs) I didn't mean to. You... <laughs> you I didn't took mean to. My bread. Uh-huh. And I ended up with both heels. <laughs> the, the sandwich was delicious in fairness and you know the heel does get overlooked as a very, you know, good piece of bread. But why do you not like the heel? I don't like the way it feels in my mouth. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I like it because it feels like you're getting more bread for your slice. Oh. Like I love the crust. Like I wish I, I wish they sold not. an all heel bag. Oh, interesting. Where it would just why which why wouldn't they? Like take all the heels because it seems that I'm in the minority here of heel um passion. And yeah. so make 
kind of like double stuffed Oreos, make an all heel bag of bread for folks like me <laughs> to enjoy, you know, what I like the most. It's a small community, but yes, I'm sure there are other people out there who would join you in supporting whoever wanted to sell all heel bread. I think so. And then I wouldn't make these egregious mistakes where I, I mean, steal your sandwich right from under your nose. Right from under my nose. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. I just had to put you on blast for it. But what were you saying about uh, frozen burritos? I'm sorry about that, Mary Jane. It's really you, okay. You were frying up eggs for us to have a quick bite before this and record. And I did a great job. It was a great fried egg. And I came in and swooped your bread out from under you. It's really okay. I apologize. It was a very tasty sandwich. Well, there's just a lot of like food anger coursing through me right now. Like Trader Joe's <clears throat> needs to pre-slice their fucking everything bagels. What's up with that? I don't... Because I freeze all of my bagels and bread to keep it fresh because I, you know, only eat one or two slices of any given day. Right. So bagels are frozen here at my house. Yeah. What a nightmare. It's, you can't slice a frozen bagel. You've got to microwave it for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to slice it, and then you've got to toast it. And the worst part about it is then you get poppy seeds with every stroke of the serrated knife. Poppy seeds fly all over your kitchen counter Mm -hmm. to be found weeks later. Yeah. And especially an everything bagel, you got to have those pre-sliced. Otherwise, your kitchen becomes a disaster. Uh, Yeah, I mean, my kitchen, it doesn't need much help to be a total disaster because I'm already kind of a messy Marvin, so yeah. Can you imagine if... If you were pre-slicing, yeah. A, if you were slicing an everything bagel and you have a beautiful sandwich and you turn around and there's poppy seeds all over the floor, you could fall like you're walking on marbles and that sandwich could fly in the air, fall right on your face. <laughs> the whole thing could be terrible. It could, it could be, be a, it could be a home alone bagel moment. This could be arguably life endangering. That Trader Joe's is not pre-slicing everything bagels. I could die. You could die. Honestly, there needs to either be a warning on the package that says, warning, these are not sliced. You might die. You might die. Or just pre-slice your bagels, Trader Joe's. They could have like, you know, in those, uh, the airplane manuals where it shows like all of the ways where you like have to put your safety jacket on, your jacket and like, you know, the slides and how to operate the emergency exit on the back of the Trader Joe's bagel bag. They should have a little image of someone who is like with a, Air, with the you know no sign through it mm-hmm. don't slip on these poppy seeds yes and break your neck and die yes they need a graphic they need an infographic thank you okay who do we know at trader joe's to get this mass <laughs> they pressed? have a podcast trader joe's we should see if we yeah let's have that let's let's, let's go let's on do their some podcast. gotcha podcasting let's get on the trader joe's podcast and be like listen guys <laughs> oh, you You're thought we were on lives. here? Yeah, you thought you were. On, we we were coming on to praise your cowboy bark. Yeah. Well, it turns out <laughs> we're here to put your bagels on blast. Yeah, people could die. Oh, it's what about so upsetting. Frozen burritos. I just need a single direction on every frozen burrito. We've been eating a lot of frozen burritos here, especially with Stay Home. It's quick. It's easy. They're quite frankly delicious. Absolutely delicious. But the directions on each of them, the nuance of a frozen burrito versus another frozen burrito in their cooking direction. Some of them you flip. Some of them you vent. Some of them you tend to paper towel. Wrap a paper towel. Get it slightly damp. One minute, 130. Mm -hmm. Two minutes on one side, 30 on the other. Let it rest. Don't let it rest. Fucking give me a break. It's all the same shit. It's all it's all piping hot on the ends, freezing in the middle, and it explodes. <laughs> like it's all the same shit. So we need I need one universal frozen burrito direction that 
is across the board how we make frozen burritos. Universal healthcare and universal frozen burrito directions. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. We're out here. Listen, it's good for everyone if we all do the same, you know, we all have the same messaging. I think it's like if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that clear messaging changes the world. Yes. And (laughs) if we can (laughs) get that together. Wow. If we can... Okay, I'll shut up. (laughs) (laughs) What a stretch. What an amazing, wonderful stretch. (laughs) It's just so frustrating. I I don't even know know why I read the back of the burrito anymore. I saw you tweet that and someone wrote, I love you. (laughs) It was so great. I'm, you know, I want to spend the days on Twitter getting out messages that matter Mm -hmm. and between 2 and 4 a.m. Jokes. Jokes. Yeah. Just have my time. Hot jokes. So, yeah, if, if we can... If anyone out there has any connections to the burrito industry, please get at us. I mean, we can write the copy. And yeah. also, it's not for everyone who's saying, who's thinking, yeah, but you're taking away creativity. You're taking away. No, the technical specs need to be the same across the board. I'm not arguing about filling. I'm not arguing about gluten. I'm not arguing yeah. about anything except tech specs. Yeah. And that's like, uh, can you imagine if the FDA's nutritional information was was like some people call it sodium, some people call it salt, some people call it NA, whatever. Yeah. And some are in decimals, some are in percentages, some are... Regulation is important. I was just thinking about the important. automotive industry. It's like, yeah, there are seatbelt laws, but then the car around that can look whatever you know you want to design your car to look like. There's just certain standards that we have to have so we all survive the day. Exactly. And in this case, me surviving the day is 130 on one side, flip it, 130 on the other. and Tent? It, no tent. No, because I I hate the paper towel waste, too. Yeah. That drives me mad. I will never tent and I will never wrap unless I know that when I get that paper towel back out of the microwave, I can then double it as a paper towel napkin Mm -hmm. so that it's a double use. But a lot of the time, that that paper towel gets too wet because of the frozen, and it's there to absorb the evaporating ice, and you can't use that as a napkin because it's, it's a nightmare. Yeah. The whole thing... You know what? In fact, cancel frozen burritos, and we need to do away with them because it's too much. It's, yeah. Okay. We'll just make our own burritos at home. Yeah. No more convenience. If you want a burrito, you're going to have to assemble it yourself. Oh, you just made me flash on if there was tortilla ends. Like if they made a loaf of a tortilla and then thinly sliced them the same way. You know how there's a tortilla press? Okay. Hold on. Mary Jane, you're driving me mad today. I'm sorry. Do you know, like, if, has there ever been, you know how you make a loaf of bread? Has there ever been a tortilla loaf where you could make a small loaf of tortillas and then thinly slice them with a wire or floss into tortilla, tortillas? (laughs) What are you talking about? And then you could have... Because I love the ends You just so want much. the end tortillas? I want the end tortillas that are a little bit thicker on the outside. That sounds great. Okay. We'll look into it. I believe the tortillas are made individually. Yeah, with a beautiful press. Yes. I know that. Okay, good. What I'm saying... <laughs> You're driving me mad today. <laughs> We're making each other insane today. We are. I know. Honestly, we should just get to our buzz of the week and then get to our guest today because <laughs> all the bullshit I'm spewing does not do our guests justice. So. Yeah, we have great guests. So let's do Buds of the Week real quick. My Bud of the Week is Allie Lou, Our friend Allie, we have a great podcast episode where we uh, chatted with her about her 
whole entire fucking life. She's just the best, coolest, most wonderful, talented, beautiful, brilliant person. And she's on a road trip right now across the country with her boyfriend, Baldev, and they're like going from place to place having conversations with friends and family about race. And it's just fucking amazing and inspiring. And she's got such an incredible sense of humor and powerful voice. Um, and she's changing hearts and minds. Fucking yeah. yeah. Wow. She's like one home, one person at a time getting voters to vote in a way that hopefully helps us like make it through. Yeah. God damn it, Allie. <laughs> yeah. Fucking beautiful. Yeah. So uh, A Loser on Instagram. She's A-L-U-Z-E-R. Follow along for all of her exploits with Baldev. That's what's up. Yeah. Fucking cool. My butt of the week this week is John Milheiser. If you watched SNL for one season, he was on SNL. He is roommates with Nicole Byer from Nailed It. Um, and so him and I met doing a stand-up show together. And then I started following him on Instagram. And his characters are so fucking funny on Instagram. He just makes these short little videos where it's a character called like guy who's always walking into the wind no matter where he is. <laughs> and he'll just be walking through his bedroom with his tie going behind him and papers flying at him. He had a, I saw his SNL audition and he had a character called Mr. Lick. And it's just a guy trying to show you an article in a magazine. And he keeps licking his hand as he's touching every page and then puts his whole fist in his mouth and then uses that and then drinks a um, water from a vase and then spits it on his hand and oh. opens it. The whole thing. He's just so fucking funny, John Milheiser. And that's his Instagram is at John Milheiser. If you're looking for someone sharp, hilarious, and weird, he will brighten every single day of your days. Awesome. Yeah. We'll follow. <laughs> He's so good. Fantastic. Oh, man. I feel great. Let's get Me to our too. guests. Let's eh? get to our guests. This week we spoke with Liz. Jackson Simpson and Angela White of Success Centers in San Francisco. Success Centers was founded in 1983 by Superior Court judges who wanted to provide alternative education and employment opportunities to people um, in San Francisco, like disconnected youth and marginalized community members. And recently, um, Liz, who is the CEO, brought on Angela White to run the cannabis program at S Success Centers. And we just had an awesome time chatting with him. Liz was like on her way somewhere, took the time in her car to um, call in. So the audio definitely like went in and out a couple of times, but it doesn't matter because it was a fantastic conversation with two amazing women. Hell yes. Well, then let's get into it. Without further ado, here's our interview with Liz Jackson Simpson and Angela White of Success Centers. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? It's going so, so, so good. We have two incredible guests today. We do. Hello. Hello. Will you please introduce yourselves and tell us uh, about yourselves? Well, thank you, Mary Jane. Um, my name is Liz Jackson Simpson, and I'm the CEO of Success Centers, and we are so excited to join you today. And I'm accompanied by my colleague, Angela White. Hi, I'm Angela White, and I'm the uh, Equity for Industry Program Manager at Success Centers, and I'm also pleased to be here with you, too. It's so great to have you. I'm so glad we were introduced by our good friend Zoe Wilder. She, she has been talking about the amazing work that you do for so long, and I'm so glad to just bring some of your story to our listeners about Success Centers and the cannabis program and everything. So can you talk a little bit about the work you do? Yay, we're excited. I'm always pleased to talk about success centers and the incredible work that our, 
our team and innovation our team brings to uh, our community. So Success Centers was uh, started over 38 years ago by Superior Court judges who saw the need to provide alternative education and workforce development resources to largely young men who were returning home from detention. Um, they really, we saw that over 80% of the young people who were detained and conti continue to be contained, detained in these facilities have committed crimes that are of an economic nature. Um, it's not just to buy the new fresh fly pair of Jordans, but actually were working to um, support their family's income. And we've always believed that with the right resources and connections, they can be captains of industry. Um, more recently, um, we did we did a needs assessment among our young people as during our strategic planning process to ask them, what kind of resources are you and your friends going to need in, over the next five years in order to be successful? And they shared with us that. Liz, it's real cool that you get us those jobs in the restaurants or even in retail, but we want to be connected to real careers in construction, tech, hospitality, cannabis, and the arts. So I said, cannabis, tell me more about this cannabis stuff. And people thought, that, yeah, they just want to get high all day, but no, genuinely, they, were, they knew how lucrative this industry was going to be and wanted to have a stake in it. And so, um, although we've applied um, for many grants, have won at the top of the ranking, still we never have received any public funding. So um, through the infinite wisdom of our, our board chair and our board members, um, we have taken uh, private funds to, to see the equity for industry program. And it's been highly successful and the only one of its kind um, in California that we know. And I'm not sure that anybody's been able to replicate it um, across the nation. Amazing. And then, so you, you, how long have you two known each other? Oh, we um, have known each other, I guess, about four years, huh, Angela? Um, yeah. We met through our children. Mm -hmm. And um, when I shared that uh, we wanted to, um, I had shared with um, my son um, and Angela's daughter, who go out together, um, that we wanted to start this program. Uh, Kimra shared, oh, my, my mom is very knowledgeable about cannabis and the cannabis industry. I was like, really? Because we're going to need someone to um, help forge this um, program for us. And um, Kimra introduced me to Angela, and we spent about a year or so, huh, Angela? Just kind of mm -hmm. thinking where, because again, this is uncharted territories, where we were going to take it and how we were going to connect. Initially, the thinking was people to jobs, but Angela has built out much, much more. Can you tell us a little bit about how you came on board, Angela? Also, I just want to say your your audio, we had a little bit of uh, background noise, and now your audio, Liz, sounds so perfect, so I'm not sure what happened. But... Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then it just went, went fuzzy again. <laughs> there went that. Yep. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> oh, man. So... 
I uh, we were I, I had been talking to Liz, you know, um, um, just letting her know about my knowledge in the industry, and um, she calls me out of the the blue one day, and she goes, "Hey, I I uh, I need you," and I said, "Okay, uh, what do you need?" And she's like, "I need you to come to work um, for me," and I said, "Well." Uh, when would you like me to come? And she said, well, um, yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I said, well, I, I just can't quit my job like that. So she said, can you be here Monday? I was like, oh, I think this is like a, a Wednesday night late. We were talking. I said Thursday, Friday. So I put in a two-day notice, and uh, wow. I was at Success Centers uh, Monday morning and uh, started working from there. And this has just been a wonderful experience for me uh, and working with Liz because um, I don't think I've ever had an opportunity to create in a space. And I, I, I always thank her for that because I was was able to just use my, my brain trust <laughs> mm -hmm. to um, figure out what people needed, um, um, where... Uh, or, or what kind of education, and so I just used what I needed because uh, coming up as a 420-friendly family and someone who suffered from uh, migraines and was trying to find a fix for my own ailment, um, I always wanted to go to Oaksterdam, and that was one of the first places that I went and established a relationship with them over there. And so now we have a scholarship program um, where we're sending folks to Oaksterdam um, for their cannabis business and the horticulture um, program. That's so cool. So what you're saying, you grew up in a 420 friendly family. So you've always sort of had uh, good experiences with cannabis. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And so um, without going into much into too much background on that. Sure. Um, just <laughs> I'm and still a very much for friendly um, 420 friendly person. Um, I suffered with migraines, like I said, and I spent a lot of time away from my children um, in, a, in a dark room in pain. And so um, I, I use medicinally after going to my physician and her telling me um, to try, in her words, um, a dime bag of weed off the record. There you go. And, and so, <laughs> you know, I started uh, buying dime bags of weed and uh, using cannabis uh, at the onset of my migraines. And history was made because I have not had a migraine in over 20 years. Wow. Remarkable. Holy cow. Hey, I, Liz said she lost her audio. I know, and I'm trying so to... So we're going to try and figure that out. We might have uh, to start. In the moment. Uh, we're figuring it out. We're doing the go. best we can. Okay. Well, Angela, while we have you here, can you um, tell us how you set up the program? Like you, you were, you know, it, you, it sounds like you came in so quickly and Liz had a real idea of what she wanted to do and you, it, it all happened so fast. I mean, I know it's grown immensely in the time since you started too. Yes. So... Um, when I when I first came um, here, um, Success Centers has had established uh, has an established way that they uh, put employers in front of job seekers, and it was something called the employer spotlight. Well, the cannabis industry was a little bit different um, because um, uh, although there are a lot of uh, cannabis companies, they don't have real big hire hiring um, events, and so. I started bringing in different employers to work um, uh, at something called then back then was the cannabis um, job shop, which is now called the budding industry job shop. 
And um, so what we do is we bring in employers to talk about the different nuances of the industry for working in their dispensary or their their business, uh, be it storefront or non-storefront. And they'll come in and do kind of like a, a TED Talk and tell them about, you know, what it's like a, to work a day at their company. Um, they'll go over the, the perks and then the job seekers will have an opportunity to interview the, the employers, which is something that's not has not been done, and I hope I haven't given up my secret sauce there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's a, it's an opportunity for them to ask questions and to um, to get a really good understanding of what it's like to work there. And so we don't we want to have not only people getting uh, employed, but we want to have them uh, have a great retention rate uh, and understanding and develop the um, the love. Um, that I have for the industry, I want these same very same job seekers to understand and love the industry as well. And so uh, I, t- I talk to them about, you know, dealing with people, although this is a, an adult use um, stage that we're at now, but just remember that folks are coming in with um, medical conditions and they, you know, need this to, for, uh, uh, to keep their lives uh, at a certain stage, you know, and so... Um, while you know some people are coming in just to use uh, at it to get high, there are people that are using it for pain and, and various other uh, conditions. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that I do instill into the job seekers to um, make sure that you are patient and understanding in that in that nature. Well, Liz is saying that we're in good hands, even though uh, she can't join us via audio. She's still here in the conversation, but we we're not able to hear you right now. Yeah, um, if. If uh, if technology can get its act together, maybe, you know, we can have Liz <laughs> join us again. In the meantime, um, I wanted to ask you about how the pitch worked, because that was the first time I ever heard of something like success centers and also the idea of people being able to pitch their vision to um, people in the industry and not only learn from pitching, but also possibly have their pitch like get the green light. So I'd love to hear more about that. So um, we we uh, got a grant through uh, USF and um, we put together what was called the entrepreneurship in a nutshell. And um, the participants learned the mindset of being an entrepreneur along with working with a uh, the uh, business canvas model. And so with that, they ended up with a product um, of about their business and so we had a pitch night where we were so awesomely lucky to have uh, Mary Jane come and do our (laughs) keynote and uh, we had um, Zoe and Mike as judges and a a few other um, folks from the community to judge these events and so um, while we had um, we had three finalists and um, two were of the, I would call it the regular industry. That's my, my normal word for that, <laughs> of anything other than cannabis. And we had one participant from, team, team from the cannabis industry. And uh, so it was, this was a new pilot program for us, and we're going to uh, continue that on. But they learned a lot, and they were able to put their uh, business and their pitch together with their, you know, projections and uh, to talk about, uh, what it was that they were trying to um, embark on and and how um, investors could work with them. And so I was just really excited just to see the transition from the beginning to the end, and it was it was a really awesome event. 
That's amazing. I think the the really cool thing for me to uh, specifically on the idea of pitching is it's such a skill that I don't know anywhere prepares you for the uh, the idea of walking into a room and getting your idea clearly across, getting trust, like it, learning that how to show people that they can trust you because you have a clear vision and you're dedicated. It's a skill set that is. I think only can be done by doing it. And so like opening up the opportunity for that to happen, it, it carries on to so many other areas in, in your life. It's such a wonderful opportunity. Right. So, so we, um, have, I'm going to go on a little bit further because the program has, has expanded since I first got here and we now have what's called the equity for industry workshops. And we bring in, folks to work with the equity applicants uh, here in San Francisco and surrounding areas because we don't, there's no other program like ours, like Liz said, in, uh, uh, in the state of California. And so um, um, one of the things that we do is when folks get a uh, scholarship or they attend a, uh, a, um, a learning um, tool, they come back and they do presentations in front of a, an audience, and you know usually it's it's us in the room. But public speaking is something that um, can be very scary for some people, you know. And so de developing that skill set in itself has been wonderful. Um, oh, there goes Liz. I hear. Hey, we can hear you. <laughs> Go ahead, Angela. <laughs> it has been wonderful um, working with them. Um, we're teaching them things like, um, you know, um, what's a, a non-disclosure agreement and when to sign it, how to understand contracts, uh, managing a cash-only business, uh, you know, the history. Uh, we're going over all of these things because they all need nuances. I mean, they all need to know these different nuances and helping them to decide what area of the business that they want to go into. So it's been a journey, and um, we have had, um, you know, a, a really nice amount of people who are constantly coming and new ones coming, and, yeah, people are just really excited about this program. Do you work with people who have been incarcerated? We do, um, because uh, with the th uh, three of six criteria, some people have uh, been incarcerated. That's one of the things that they will need to qualify, but that's not the only thing. It would be where uh, if they've been evicted, um, what their income uh, levels are, um, whether or not they went to school here. Um, there's a lot of different things that qualify people. So it's not just criminal uh, records or activity, but we, we do have um, lots of um, uh, programs that service um, those who have been pri um, previously incarcerated um, through success centers. And so if Liz is on there, I would love for her to chime in on this. Yes, um, thank you, Angela. Ooh, technology at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> you sound awesome. But, but you were in good hands, excellent hands. <laughs> um, so I think it's important to, to say that success centers provides a safe space a safe haven for folks who have been involved with the justice system, those who have been marginalized, pushed out, put out, uh, redlined to come and to, um, to learn these, to learn skills that aren't so freely given to us. I mean, these are skills like Mike was sharing that um, are difficult for people to 
um, attain or understand as it is and being able to put your big ideas um, in the, on, the, on the table and uh, help be assisted with um, helping to shape those ideas and bringing them to fruition is something that I could, wish I could have been afforded um, throughout my whole life and career. I had to go find people to mentor me and find opportunities to learn the skills that I thought I needed to, you know, get to this place and space in my life. And so, you know, we want to make sure that folks didn't have their journey, their road isn't so jagged and crooked and back steps, but continue to propel folks up. So um, we, we have tried to figure out also how to mitigate some of those um, black holes and loopholes as many as we can to um, ensure our, our uh, client's success. So we have also, um, we have also done, um, um, I'm sorry, one second. We've also done expungement clinics and we partner with a number of Oh, you got oh, muted. We got you're, you're muted you got again, muted, Liz. There we go. We um, have created expungement clinics and um, with industry professionals um, in the entrepreneurship um, program, as Angela described, um, we pull in industry professionals um, who are actually doing the work and who actually have the expertise um, to create these opportunities and ensure that folks are getting good information, real-time information to ensure their success. So um, again, it's, it's been an incredible journey. Um, I'm glad Miss Angela was here on this journey with us because it's, it's just taken off um, like a rocket ship and we're really proud of the outcomes. We have over 850 people in our data system that has come in either looking for jobs or support with developing their businesses or help with navigating the systems and all to um, ensure their, their, their success in this industry. Wow. That's amazing. Could we talk a little bit about what day one of something like this looks like all the way through the end? Because just hearing about all the areas that I don't even know about, you're talking about NDAs and you're talking about like handling cash and doing taxes and like just learning how to become like self-sufficient and create something for yourself that has growth and movement. So what does day one look like for anyone who works with you all the way through the end? Well, if you say to the end, there isn't an end yet. Ooh, because the nice. end would be, <laughs> it's, it's ongoing. And so what we're trying to do is help people to create generational wealth for their families. Um, that is what this equity program should be about. I'm saying should be about. Uh -huh. um, there is a there is a, a bottleneck of getting people through the pipeline. Um, there are people who come in and they have to go to get their verification process done. Um, um, we we are now developing a, a team and we've walked people through the process, but we want to start. Um, tailoring the service on an individual basis um, because so many people are at so many different levels. Some people are, are, are equity applicants, some have just started to process, and then the equity applicants that are in the process have not found locations yet, so we're, we're um, getting them ready for that process, um, understanding what the build-out is going to look like, 
um, making sure that you know every every timely thing that they need to do because once they find a building they have to go through um, some people the conditional use hearings and so we go down and support equity applicants uh, that are going before the the board um, we just we're just there for them it's not a it's not an ending because we will continue to service and continue to support um, throughout this whole journey yeah we we know Mary Jane that we you know, we always have, no matter what industry an individual is interested in um, creating a career path in, we know many, for most of our constituents, we're the last house on the block. And, you know, if it were not for the good people at Success Centers, I don't know where many folks will be. And we're glad that they entrust us for the hundreds, thousands, thousands, ten thousandth time to um, assist them along, along that journey. And so... Folks come in with all different kind of challenges and needs, and we try to build on their strengths and um, through the collective resources at Success Center, find the, um, find the solution to what they need and point them in the right direction. And, you know, there's a fine line on the bottom of our uh, higher letters or our participant applications in like the mob, no way out. Because mm -hmm. um, as Angela pointed out earlier, even once you reach your goal, we expect you to come back and help somebody else and, you know, keep it going, keep it going. So it, you help bring full circle. Um, you have to give back what was so freely given to you. And that's something that we all espouse. Yes. These are so many like quotes that I just want up on my wall. Words to live by. Words to live by. I would love to hear, I, I was speaking with you recently, and uh, you were telling me about one of your success stories, um, Reese Benton, I think is her name, and I, I would love to hear a little bit more about Reese or, and anyone else that you want to tell us about who's gone through your program and is now thriving because of the work that you did together. So so Reese Benton is, is one of our clients. Um, Reese is, is sort of... Um, a success story and she's my hero uh, she's one of my heroes because every step that you take f towards your journey um, I am a, a, a consummate cheerleader of equity but Reese uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> was at 16 years old uh, she lost her her uh, mother um, to um, crack cocaine um, shortly after that, she lost both of her mother's parents um, from crack cocaine use. And then uh, her father uh, went to jail um, because of uh, the war on drugs and, you know, for economic reasons. And so, which left Reese uh, as a single mother uh, by herself to fight through this uh, whole uh, area of trying to start a business, have a business, uh, grow a business. Uh, so Reese has now, uh, today uh, at 11 a.m., she opened up her her dispensary, uh, Posh Green um, Boutique here in San Francisco. Uh, she, before that, had a uh, sole proprietorship uh, delivery service. Um, I have cried many tears with, with Reese because the struggle is real. And um, just being a supportive system to her and just watching her grow and then to see her open her business today um, is just a remarkable thing for, for her, especially and for me and Success Centers <laughs> who have been her support. Wow. 
is the city, local, and state government, like, how are they working with you and how can they work better with you if you were hoping that they could, you know, embrace you a bit more? Is that an okay way to ask that? That is a Liz question. Liz, please chime in on this one. Okay. <laughs> ah, no, no problem. So we, as um, I think Angela, I'm sure, shared um, earlier in, in during our conversation, um, we have applied. Uh, several times for funding at both the state and the, the county level and each time ranked extremely high and have not received funding. Uh, the first time we applied with the city, uh, I think, it, I don't know if they were, um, I, I know they weren't ready. There's still things that aren't in place as far as this, the, the workforce and economic system goes. So I know when we first applied, there was no system in place. There was no Office of Cannabis. So in no way were they ready to take on a new industry workforce development program as we proposed, although our, our proposal ranked number one. And so um, we, are con we continue to pursue that. Um, and now the, the county has received more resources to um, support our work. So we're, we're looking forward to and we'll continue to apply. But it's it's the good it's the goodwill of our donors, private donors that, and our board of directors that um, know the importance of this work, um, and have provided the resources for us to create this um, this uh, um, pro, uh, equity for industry program. We have also um, continued to innovate, um, like you saw, Mary Jane, with our um, entrepreneurship training program because. As we listen to more of our constituents and learn more from them, uh, we continue to build on to the department. So initially it was like, Angela, you got to come on and help me, help me connect folks to jobs. Then it was like, we got to now help people navigate the Office of Cannabis. And then it's, we got to help people understand what it takes to build a, a business strategy. Um, the, the city needed some help with compliance and regulation and the incubators that needed the space in order to meet the equity applicants. And so we've just been building on and on. And then other people are hearing about us. Um, again, I just got to give so much love and a shout out to Zoe um, and Zoe Wilder and a PR firm because she connected us to good people like you to help us to continue to herald the cause for equity to be continue to advocate, to continue to hopefully open the, the minds and the hearts and the ears of people to understand how it, the importance of building out this industry like no other in a real equitable way to give people who wanna go into this field and a fair chance, a level playing field to be successful. So we continue to, to herald the cause. We continue to advocate for the people, the work, with all the taxes they're charging folks, it shouldn't be a problem with figuring mm -hmm. out how to finance us and to really get this thing totally legal from the federal level on down. Would there be a plan down the line to scale out what you're doing to different cities in different states so that this can be uh, a, like across the country? Oh, absolutely. And here's the silver lining with the COVID pandemic. It's forced us to learn how to function in this virtual space. So the very first program actually that we brought online, actually the very day that the mayor shut down the city was our equity for industry program. And so we have the capacity to uh, 
we, we put our curriculum up on the learning management system. Um, we operate all of our meetings um, via Zoom. Um, Angela probably has 100 people per workshop um, that attend on a weekly basis. So we've taught our community how to connect using whatever technology. I mean, some of our constituents still only have a smartphone to connect with us, but we've taught them how to manage using the smartphone. And so we are continue to um, figure out how to replicate it. So now it's gonna be easier because we have gotten calls from LA, from Lake County, which is not too far from us, but distance. And at first we were worried about, oh my God, how are we gonna have a replicate what Angela does, find a brick and mortar space. Oh, the, the cost was exuberant. And now we can do it more economically through, uh, through the virtual space. We get, we're um, asked to go to Chicago, uh, Portland, this has already been on the horizon and we wanna be there for those communities to, again, share our lessons learned and to be able to replicate and customize um, our programs and services for those communities as well, if no more than to teach people how to advocate for themselves and ensure that equity, equity is first in everything that they're doing. Equity is first, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And yes. what was the tagline on, on your uh, material? <laughs> In like the mob, no way out. Yeah. And that, that's a quote from my husband, Joffrey Simpson. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Where can people follow along? And to... how can people be involved? Yes. So to get involved with Success Centers as a whole, you can go onto our website, successcenters, that's with an S, dot O-R-G, or you can text 228-28 and put success centers in the message line and, and follow the prompts. But to connect with Angela directly, they need to... You can email me at awhite at successcentersf.org. Um, my telephone number is 415-549-7002. Or you can hit me up on Instagram, which a lot of people do. I am at 415-QueenCannabis. Perfect. Awesome. This was incredible. I am so Zoe Wilder, huh? Yeah. Just connecting good people across the <laughs> yeah, board. Yeah, she's Zoe the is the stuff, right? Oh, she my is God. it. Yeah, I love her. Yes, wow. we do. Thank, thank you both so so much for talking with us and um, working to change the world to make it a better, fairer place. Thank you for uh, providing this platform because as much as we can get the word out to as many people in different networks the better because this is this is going to take all of our collective energy so absolutely thank you mike and mary jane thank, thank you. you mary jane thank you mike thank you angela thank you liz <laughs> we'll see you soon have great days okay thank you <laughs> bye, bye. all righty bye